0: Tea Time with Phil Tauterangi. Yeah, so it is time to talk golf with Phil, as we do every Tuesday, normally straight after the news at two. Slight delay. Uh, thanks again to Elizabeth Amon for giving us the details. Uh, the Times reporter believes Ben Stokes will play this Sunday for Canterbury against Otago, and possibly right through to the end of the BK Super Smash. Phil Tartarangi here will not be playing cricket for Canterbury this weekend. He loves his cricket, but he's here to talk <laughs> golf afternoon, mate.
1: And we've got a little cricketing story to round out tea time this afternoon. I know you'll have a little giggle um, with some audio that um, that we found over the course of the weekend. But it is cricket season, isn't it? It's is, It's going to be an interesting one. Um, Stokes kind of returning home of sorts, I guess. Yeah, we could call that a homecoming.
0: homecoming. It's going to be
1: an interesting... Uh, all I've got to say, bloody Canterbury. <laughs> bloody Canterbury. Have they won enough this year? Oh, hey talk about a scoop hey eh? mind you it's, it's kind of getting catchy of employing people from over in the uk to come and you know work for a canterbury franchise isn't it Right, oh, louis
0: louis seething i could just see him with the anger he's actually now like he's now the color of the crusaders jersey salivating <laughs> do you mean yeah yeah something like that all right my friend let's get into talking golf how dare we how dare we what we want to start off with australia no not the ashes the australian open
1: yeah, the Aussie Open. I mean, there's all sorts of bits and pieces going on in Aussie over the weekend with the uh, the league semi and the final now between the Poms and and the Aussies in the league. Um, and then uh, there was, you know, a little thing called the Ashes, I guess, up there that Aussies end up kind of getting in front of that. We were talking about last week, no Kiwis having won the Australian Golf Open, and we're going to have to wait another 12 long months until that happens. For a, for a little while there it looked like Ben Campbell who tried to capture our National Open um, back in March was kind of sniffing around at the top and it would be Mark Brown, one for the old boys who'd be the best Kiwi last week. Ty for sixth or top of seventh uh, I think Brownie was. So um, a little bit of kick in the old dog just yet for Brownie.
0: <laughs> I like the sound of that. He said yeah. it Brownie, not I. Old dog. He said that, not me. That was Phil. Well, he
1: is an old dog, and he and he would, and he would admit to <laughs> as, as much. But he's just wily. He's a wily old veteran. Great to see. He's actually still out playing tournament golf. Great uh, ball striker, and um, you know, been kind of freshened up a little bit here in the last couple of years. Had some some nice performances. But he was an old dog compared to the young kid who ended up winning.
0: Oh, I, be honest, Cameron Davis. Was that name on your tongue as possibilities to win it?
1: No. No, he wasn't. He kind of, I guess, came across everyone's consciousness in the first day when he shot a, um, a low round, early first round leader, and you know that generally means nothing in a four round golf tournament. Um, certainly, if your um, your resume is for the season having you know a couple of cuts made on the um, the Canadian Tour and not much else, uh, and coming into Sunday. And the guy that was holding the lead, uh, albeit as recorded when holding the lead going into the final round of the tournament, hasn't been that flash. But he started the year out as the number one player in the world. He's now dropped outside of the top 10. But Jason Day, this was supposed to be another homecoming of sorts. First time he'd been back playing the National Open in Australia for a handful of years. And um, Jay Day kind of basically followed the script through the first three days. And I think everyone... Quite literally everyone was expecting him to follow on with that on the final day and he looked anything but assured um, trying to frown out this tournament. Now, look, it's been a a bit of a tough year. It started out, as I said, with the number one player in the world, tough to back up a very successful 2016-15-16 for Jason Day. His mum got stricken there with cancer and had to fly her over and took some time away from the so it got her healthy, and really never found any mojo after that. He contended, lost in a playoff in Dallas, um, but outside of that, he really hasn't shown us too much for the year. He kind of rounded out the PGA Tour season, given his coach, caddy, mentor uh, Colin Swatten, the flick off of the golf bag, off the, off the caddying duty, still there coaching, and then came home. Um, you know, got a fairly handsome appearance fee, which was not quite the million dollars that Jordan Spieth received, but by receiving, uh, reports are somewhere around 700000 Australian dollars to just turn up for your National Open. Kind of emptied the pot, um, therefore not having enough cash there to entice Adam Scott or Mark Leishman to come home and play in the National Open. That was a big talking point earlier in the week. But yeah, look, I mean, coming that final round, J-Day was, he was he was more licorice all sorts than Pascal's was, really. I mean, it was a, a, little, bit of, a little bit of everything for him, and, and he wasn't able to get the job done. And it was a young 22-year-old who was ranked, get this, we talked about Jason Dave being the number one ranked player at the start of the year. He's 12 now. Um, how about being ranked 1,494th in the world and you run down the former number one player in the world, shoot 64 the final day, nearly flawless, really um, exceptional playing from Cameron Davis, who's come out of the Golf Australia program. And not surprisingly, he's no longer ranked just inside the top 1500, just outside the top 200 in the world now. So, a winner. Wow, has time, he moved
0: that much? It's incredible. That much,
1: moved that much. So, um, you know, the, that opens up a whole heap of doors, not only winning a tournament of the stature of the Australian Open, but is now raced to third on the Australian Order of Merit, uh, which will round out at the end of this week with the PGA Championship, Australian PGA Championship. It'll round out at the end of this week. If he finishes inside the top three, he's guaranteed two World Golf Championship events. He just qualified by being inside the top three, not otherwise exempt last week, along with Jonas Blix and Matt Jones, who won the Australian Open a couple of years ago. Um, to, to get an exemption into the Open Championship next year. So when you talk about career changing for a 22-year-old, really a huge win for him last week and good it.
0: Right, before we finish off with the Kiwis as far as that event, uh, any other notables you, you want to focus on, Phil? Well, Jordan Spieth, as I talked about, he got a, got the
1: cheque for a million bucks just to turn up, um, and a lot of people would kind of scoff at that. Oh, he's, but... doing it
0: t- he's doing it tough, Jordan, you know, like, yeah,
1: like I mean, uh, he, he's he's doing okay. I had to play second fiddle to JT, of course, his mate this year on the PGA Tour. But he's won this uh, event a couple of times in the last three years, trying to win it for the third time in four years. And has honoured his commitment to come back every year. I say honoured his commitment. It, there was incentives, as we see, as we as we know here, a million bucks, not a bad incentive to come back and defend your title. But he uh, he didn't have his normal caddy on the bag. He had his coach actually caddying for him. He's an Australian. Cameron McCormick, um, and so as as always is the case. Jordan, plenty of audio speaking, talking it up with uh, with his coach, and um, I think they was they got a lot of good work done. He actually had a brand new set of um, irons in the bag. Jordan doesn't generally change golf clubs, so fair to say um, he's kind of in off season mode, doing a fair bit of tinkering with his different parts of his game, his equipment, all that sort of stuff, um, and just didn't really kind of get it fired into gear. He was kind of fair to middling all week, end up shooting four under in the final day and finishing tied for eight. Um, and so, yeah, it was a ho-hum week for Jordan Spieth, but it's been off for six weeks, he hasn't played since the President's Cup and um, back in early October. So um, I guess he can be forgiven for being just a little bit out of sorts. Brad Shilton, we talked actually, before we get to Brad Shilton, Josh Geary, we talked to him last week, right? He wasn't yep. too sure whether he was actually going to be able to play in the Aussie Open. Yeah. The
0: Visa, <laughs> Poor guy. No. The Visa if I'm coming or coming going? Through. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Visa ended up coming through, ended up making the cut, finished tied for 61st. So it was a bit down the back of the pack. A whole heap of Kiwis, unfortunately, didn't make it through to the weekend. But Brad Shilton, how about the ace on Thursday? He didn't get the car. That was for the, an ace on the par three a couple of holes later. But he did walk away with a 17. Get this. Seventeen thousand dollar tag Heuer watch. What the hell does it do if you gotta buy buy it for seventeen grand? Oh,
0: it just look, look look obnoxiously large and blingy on your wrist. That's what they do, don't they? I'm not I can't wear watches, so I'd sell it. You'd make sure you didn't get to the tea late on time, put it that way. <laughs> because, <laughs> you hate that. What?
1: Anyway, I've been like there's a fair chance that I'm not sure if, if, if that will be on Brad's wrist, either. The 17 grand or somewhere there or thereabouts, whatever it might be that Tag Hoyer might be able to give him uh, for returning it might be more valuable. We'll see. We'll see. We'll get an update on that and I'll, uh, I'll come back to you. But not a bad hole in one price, huh?
0: No, not at all. Not at all. I'm just shaking my head. A million bucks paycheck just to turn up. 15 grand Tag Hoyer, watch. Oh dear. Uh, anyway stop, stop my whinging Phil should we look Radio ahead <laughs> <money in> it? <laughs> something like that <laughs> uh, Aussie PGA's uh, this coming week and it's a what yeah. European event
1: yeah European tour yeah. event so uh, Ryan Fox after taking a week off kind of refreshing he's going to be there he's going to have um, well a familiar face on the bag he caddied for him down at the New Zealand Open this year Stevie Williams going to caddy for Ryan this week on the Gold Coast and so Foxy starts a brand new season on the European Tour, of course, um, with that wraparound schedule. So he uh, he had a good uh, shake of it here last year. He was in contention, finished tied for fourth. I think there's 13 different uh, Kiwis in the field here this week. Sergio is the draw card, Masters champion. He's um, he's going to be playing Adam Scott. Interestingly enough, enough money in the kitty for Adam Scott and Mark Leishman to play this week uh, in the Australian PGA. So. We'll see, um, we'll see how all of those guys and all the Kiwis will report back on that uh, next week. Harold Varner III is the defending champion. And um, the Aussie Order of Merit. I was talking about that with uh, Cameron Davis racing up to third. Mike Hendry's fifth on the Order of Merit. He's playing there on the Gold Coast this week as well. Top three on the Order of Merit gets you into uh, those World Golf Championship events So, and uh, to the Open Championship. So Mike Hendry... Um, a little bit to play for this coming week. He finished uh, tie for twenty fourth last week in the Aussie right. Open.
0: Yeah, and there should be lots of Kiwis to follow. What a Baker's dozen we've got.
1: Yeah, yep, yep. So fair, fair, there have been there have been a couple of Kiwis that have won the Aussie PGA, um, but I'll just leave that. I'll leave that for another day. I'll leave that for another.
0: Day. Hong Kong. We've never won. we never won the Aussie Open. Is that what you're saying? Last week.
1: Never haven't, haven't played. not haven't won the Aussie Open. We've won the Aussie PGA, but haven't won the Aussie Open. Right. So, um. Hong Kong Open.
0: Yes, uh, I, I want to talk about Wade Ormsby, whose photos are just magnificent to watch, how delighted this guy a, is at having won over the weekend.
1: It's a filthy mo that he's sporting. <laughs> it's absolutely filthy. It's, um, it's very German. 264 events on the European Tour he's played. Looks like Rod Marsh, doesn't life.
0: he? It looks like Rod Marsh with that, Tash. <laughs> he
1: does. He really does. Uh, yeah, first win on the European. So got his tour card back in 2004. Um, good old South Australian battler as Wade Orms. So he played a lot of tournaments over here as well. Um, so again, the start of a brand new year on the race to Dubai. Not surprising Tommy Fleetwood after picking up the, um, the bonus cash there a couple of weeks ago in Dubai. He finished top 10, as did Justin Rose. Sergio was up there as well. Um, kind of rounding out the round the world tour for Sergio, kind of doing a lap of honour after capturing the green jacket. So um, played up in Hong Kong, now has made his way down to the Gold Coast with his wife, Angela. And um, and so kind of rounding out the season. Um, as I said, with that Aussie PGA again, sorry, top 50 in the world up for grabs. They get invites into the Masters, since we mentioned the, the Masters champions. So... A lot on the on the line there in the Gold Coast this coming week. Now the coming this coming week too, mate. We talked about the Q score with Josh Geary um, uh, last week and getting through in the European Tour. Liv Cheng uh, played the Sumatra Tour, so it's kind of like the Challenge Tour or the Web.com Tour uh, for the ladies. The Sumatra Tour is the secondary tour on the LPGA Tour. She finished twenty second after capturing a win early in the season. Finished twenty second on that money list when the top 10 get LPGA Tour Card. So she's at the LPGA Q School in Florida this week. Uh, six rounds, it's another marathon down there. So hopefully Liv can um, get through, get her Tour Card and join Lydia out on the LPGA Tour in 2018. Tiger, it's, we're back, mate. We're, we're back to a comeback story with Tiger. Tenth comeback since 2003 for Tiger Woods. How do you reckon it will
0: go? I don't know. I've, I have way less conviction this time around than the last one. I, I was pretty confident after the last one, and that didn't go well, Phil. So oh, how can, I, how can... Now, yeah. yeah. You don't want to be let down. Well, the back, no, just the, like back, constant back injuries and golfers it, for me just doesn't make sense as far as getting back to the elite. I certainly hope he does, and I wish him well.
1: Yeah, April was his fourth back surgery in three in a bit years. Um, and so there's I mean, I, I, we were all a little bit drunk on it uh, last year when he'd kind of taken 12 months off, doing it all right, doing it by the uh, doctor's instructions. He played in this tournament, which is his tournament that he hosts out in the Bahamas. It's an 18-man field, so hardly a major championship, but it's kind of major championship quality in the field with Dustin Johnson playing Brooks Kepka and Ricky Fowler, Matt Kucherspeith. And Hideki Matsuyama won it last year. Uh, Tiger had the most birdies out of that elite field last year. Of course, he had the most mistakes as well, but finished 15th out of an 18-man field, made 24 birdies. So that kind of got us all excited, right? Unfortunately, it only lasted a couple of starts in this new calendar year when he pulled out in uh, early February over in Dubai, and this time he had to get his back fused. So a couple of screws in there locking a couple of vertebrae together the heartening news, and we've heard this before, of course, right, but the heartening news is that all of his peers are saying this is a different Tiger this time around. There's, um, you know, I think last time there was a lot of people hoping and wanting and wishing that maybe he could get back to being competitive. This time it's um, it seems like the, the rhetoric coming out of the peers, he's been playing a little bit with Dustin Johnson, Ricky Fowler, Rory, and that sort of thing down in Florida. They were all a member of the same club down in Jupiter, and um, the reports are that Tiger's got his length back, he's got his speed back. Um, yeah. He actually played with the Donald on Friday after Thanksgiving dinner last Thursday. The next morning, Dustin Johnson, Tiger, Brad Faxon, and the President played at uh, one of the President's clubs down there. Um, Faxon and the President versus DJ and Tiger, at the, the match he ended up all square. it be interesting to see what they're playing for. Ended up all square. Brad Faxon was saying out of the 10 times that both uh, DJ and Tiger hit driver, they are about 50-50. Tiger hit it past DJ a few times and vice versa. They're playing the course at about uh, just under 7,000 metres. And so they had it kind of stretched out. Uh, Tiger played nine holes practice round with Patrick Reed earlier this week. And Patrick said, you know what? If he can keep on playing like he played nine holes, it's only nine holes. But if he can play like he did... Today, in the practice round with me, then we're going to have some fun with Tiger coming back because he had command of his golf ball just like the early 2000s when he was in his prime. So, look, it, you know, it's early days, you know, it's, it's different playing it in a bit of a hit and google with your mates around your home course and then actually putting a pencil in your back pocket. Totally different level of adrenaline and a exactly. uh, different level of concentration comes with it, competitiveness, all this, that and the other. The record speaks for itself uh he's what had six hundred and eighty odd weeks at number one now it's been over um what about three hundred odd days since he last put a peg in the ground and actually had a competitive round under his belt. he's now outside the top eleven hundred in the world i'm not sure and Vegas have run all sorts of numbers i really i don't i'm I'm not sure how this thing's going to go um right and Vegas have got numbers on the twenty to one that he's going to win a major so twenty to one
0: 20-1 to in, one in, to win a major again.
1: I mean, he's got four tournaments to peak for, only four times to get it right. And,
0: oh, is it just know, next year? Not, not ever?
1: Not ever, just next year. I mean, that's optimistic. It is, isn't it? I, I would say... I, th- I one, think
0: that's really well short.
1: Really good odds for however long he can play the game again. I, I mean, crazy. I mean... I'm a lot of people get high on Tiger Woods and, and, and his record speaks <laughs> for him. So does out. Tiger. Right. But uh, as I've said to you at different stages throughout this year, when, you know, it was only just about uh, six or seven weeks ago when at the President's Cup and as, as an assistant captain, he said, you know, I've just been cleared to hit 50, 60 yard pitch shots. And then, you know, via Twitter, which, uh, you know, hasn't really been Tiger's medium for being in communication with his fans, he's posted about five or six different swing videos since then, um, where, you know, in, in a, just about four weeks after saying he was cleared to hit 50 or 60-yard pitches, he says, yeah, I'm going to tee it up again. So I think everything's kind of gone along smoothly, and, and he spoke to the media yesterday saying, this is different this time. I'm pain-free." Oh,
0: and the other thing here, Phil... Television networks are going to salivate over it. I was watching Golf Central, and it seemed they just had a camera positioned on him, just non-stop. So you're going to get images of him unabated. Uh, And I understand. I understand why he's a a huge deal. Speaking of a huge deal, the biggest deal, the President's played with some golfers. You already touched on, he had a whack with uh, Tiger and others. It's not the the only other names. How about
1: that? I mean, if you're the leader of, well, I don't even like saying that, but you're leader of the U.S., I keep on saying the leader of the free world, but... He's got a little bit of power on Paul, I guess, but after Thanksgiving on Thursday, which is you know the largest holiday um, in, in the US, um, but a family time, this, that and the other, how about following it up, playing with Dustin Johnson, number one player in the world, and Tiger and Brad Faxon on the Friday morning, Saturday morning, plays with Jack Nicklaus and his son Gary the following day. Um, so the the president's be not doing quite as much work. He, I think he came well, no, out of no,
0: not after he just called someone Pocahontas in front of the Navajo Indians. Perhaps he needs to go back to the golf course.
1: And, and I, was a, I was I've always been a big fan of Jack Nicklaus and um, he was an idol of mine growing up. But the, Jack was openly supporting uh, Trump during the campaign. He loves what he's doing for the US. And and. And just consider this, um, it might have something to do with the fact that uh, both Trump and Nicholas are working on a couple of different golf projects at the moment. Yeah, right, I'm, right. I'm not sure if that's got anything to do with it, and maybe politics shouldn't come into, into any of this, but, but I think it most probably is
0: in, in some way or form.
1: Hey, I told you at the start... Yeah, please, let's finish off round.
0: with this. I'm looking forward to this. Uh,
1: um, it's cricket season, and I know you're looking forward to um, you know seeing the red cherry roll out at the basin in just a few days' time, in just a few days' time, and you'll be sitting alongside of your good pal Brian Waddle for a, for a little while, I'm, I'm assuming. And we've we've talked about Wads's golf game in the past before, but as I was driving around on... Um, this is cruel to do this. This is really cruel, but we'll have a bit of a giggle. Um, I was driving around on Sunday morning, and I heard Waddle talking to Jim Maxwell, of course, the Australian cricket voice, yeah, and and, and Louie did some digging up to find just a little bit of gold.
0: Look, Jim, just before
1: we do let you go, someone's just texting. a little tongue-in-cheek here, just wanting to know what irritating or bad habits Brian uh, Brian Waddle has. Well, uh, his inability to, to get off the tee when he's confronted uh, with a lake in front of it. I think he hit nine balls into that, that pond when I played with him one day, but uh, but uh, I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's much more mature now. He's probably moved on to croquet or bowls. I'm not sure, but um, golf, yeah, there mightn't be his strength. <laughs> <laughs> I love
0: that. <laughs> Some of those days when your ball's got a magnet, and all of a sudden water becomes magnetic.
1: It's cricket season, mate. I'm looking forward to hearing your voice and Wad's ear over the next few months.
0: Thanks very much, Phil. Let's uh, do this again next week. Really appreciate your time, Phil. uh, joining us on the program. Tea time with Phil.